There's another podcast you should be listening to, TED Health, a podcast from the TED Audio Collective. Join host Dr. Shoshana Ungerleiter as she introduces you to leading health experts and breaks down the health questions you didn't know you had. Learn more about the way your body works and the newest insights changing the medical world, like what a smart bra means for better heart health, three ways to prepare for the next pandemic, and how we can all live healthier lives. Find TED Health wherever you listen to podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. We're back. If I had a radio show, that's how it started every time. I was going to participate in that, and then I just decided to leave it alone. <laughs> Dude, you know, what I, you know what I love thinking about? is like when people, um, when people, so sometimes at night, I love listening to podcasts when I'm going to sleep. And I'll put on like, I'll put on Hardcore History or something like that. And, and on the Apple Podcast app on your phone, there's a, there's an, a, like a, a sleeper, a sleep timer. So like, it'll just shut the podcast off in like 15 minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever. On what? Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's at the bottom. It's a little, um, a little moon. Oh, I didn't know that. And, um, and so I'll put that on and I'll like, I'll fall asleep. But sometimes I'll, I'll like burn through a podcast and I'll wake up and I'll be like, Jesus, I just, I just like. I've been sleeping here and four full episodes of like Joe Rogan has played. And, uh, and sometimes I think like, you know, it goes like one episode and then it'll skip to the next episode. And if it starts with some bullshit like that, just waking someone up, be like, Jesus. Hey, everybody. Uh, Hello, everyone. Jeremy here with none other than T-Dog. T-Dog Mac. McMack Mac. The Mac Attack. Uh, and we're without Brian. Brian's been away. Mac Attack and the douche. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, and uh, Sick Boy Podcast here of the Antica Podcast Network. Mm. Um, and uh, we've got, this week we got a host, host episode. episode. But it's a special one. And um, it's a little bit different. We, uh, we yeah. it's actually, it's part of a, uh, it's part of a, a little engagement that uh, the three of us participated in, which was a really, really unique experience. Yeah, we kind of talked about it a little bit in um in the hypochondriac episode, but we went to Fredericton to an anime convention as as like guests. Yeah, as like the special guests and we held we led a panel, a, a workshop, um and a panel and so we decided to like record our panel and essentially just put on a live episode without a guest. So it was a host episode for about uh what like 30 people. <laughs> yeah, it was about, it was about 30 like 30, or 40 people. Yeah, yeah, like 30 people. Um, but it actually was this like, I don't know, really cool conversation between the three of us where we just got to shoot the shit with each other and kind of uh, give these people who had no fucking idea who we were a little, a little opportunity to like have a little taste yeah, of the three of us, to taste the three of us yeah. individually. Jer was very salty. That was the general <laughs> feedback that we got. And then I said, <laughs> yeah. well, and then that led us into this whole conversation about CF. And yeah, it and then and then salty. the the, the or, uh, Mar- Anna Maritimes organizer actually walked in and was like, "Why are people tasting you? You guys yeah. get out of here!" Yeah, we were immediately disqualified from uh, from participating in the in the convention any further. It was cool though to to sit down and and get to talk to. I mean, the conversations that we have are about illness, and you know, there's no one on the planet that's not affected by that. So it's hard to say like that these that. I don't think that these people are, are are our audience, but 
um, when you're sitting in a room full of people that are dressed up in like in in, in uh, like Sailor, Sailor Moon, Moon costumes, uh, yeah. you just imagine that that's not your your demographic. But maybe that is it, it and it seemed to be. Um, yeah. I also, it was kind of weird. There were some like young kids in the audience. Yeah. Which is so hard for me. Uh, you know, just to keep. That was gross. Jeremy. No. Dude, whoa. Whoa. I'm talking about how it's hard for me to keep my mouth like oh. from uh, letting bad words. Well, you out. should be more clear. It's called phrasing. <laughs> this is we're off to a bad start. Okay. So we're going to throw it to that the, this week's episode. But before we do, a couple things to, to kind of run down. Huge news coming out of Halifax, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Where's Brian when you need him? Uh, we we have announced uh, the release, the premiere of the Sick Boy, the documentary. <laughs> I didn't say that very yeah, well. That sounded that, I didn't, know. that didn't roll off the tongue very well. The so, Sick Boy, the documentary. <laughs> yeah. So Sick Boy, the documentary has been announced. Uh, it it it's, it comes from Dream Street Pictures. Uh, Andrew, the camera guy, slaved away over the last couple of years following us around shooting this thing. And uh, it's going to air on CBC sometime in the fall. Uh, but the premiere is going to happen at the Atlantic International Film Festival, Finn. Yeah, and we are super duper excited. Or actually, I, I was suit shopping today. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get suited up. Yeah. Uh, but you know why I'm super excited? Is that yeah. Brian? Hey, Brian's calling me right now. This is totally Answer not it. Answer it. Oh, hey, Brian. Uh, hello? How's it going? Good, how are you guys? We're good, man. We're recording an episode right now. You're recording an episode? Yeah. Yeah, where Where are you? You're on the road right now, right? I'm, uh, I just passed Quebec City. Ah, Quebec City. Ah, old yeah. Quebec. May we. Ah, may we. Yeah. Brian, this is boring for the show. Yeah, Brian, say something Why exciting. spice it up? Or say something stupid. Wow. Okay. I think we're going to have to cut that. Yeah. We're going to, we definitely can't have jokes about murder. <laughs> that's, that's not okay. Brian, we're hanging up. We're going to, we'll call you in a minute. We got to go. Unless you want to hang out for the episode. Okay. All right. Love you. Bye, okay, buddy. Love you, Brian. All right. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> we got to cut that. Uh, 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 we'll work around it. The murder part? Uh, no, all of it. Or <laughs> I don't fucking know. Anyway, so, so the documentary is going to be screening on September 16th. At 6.45 p.m. here in Halifax. Here's the thing. They put the tickets on sale. And you motherfuckers are so excited to see it that we sold out the screening Boom. in less than 24 hours. Boom. Thank you all so much who bought a ticket. Boom. And Finn, the Atlantic International Film Festival, were so excited that they opened up a second theater to screen it at the exact same time. So uh, if you haven't gotten your tickets, you still can get a ticket. Uh, for the second theater that they're going to be screening. It's at uh, finfilmfestival.ca, F-I-N. Well, no, I already fucked that up. Don't go to that website. <laughs> go to finfestival.ca, and you can get tickets there. Um, Sweet, yeah. Scoop those up, because we're trying to get that second theater sold out. Yeah, um, and uh, and then we've got... We're going to throw a rager of a party uh, later that night. Yeah, so we got something in the works there that's going to be uh, uh, going to be pretty sweet. So if you're in Halifax or you're coming in for the... Um, for the film festival, um, or to see the the doc specifically, uh, keep your eyes and ears open for that news. 
two more quick things. Uh, apply to be on the show. If you want to be on the show, go to our website, www.sickboypodcast.com. There's a contact us form at the bottom and you can fill out the future guest form and we'd love to have you on the show. We're going to be in Toronto in September. Just throwing that out there. So if you're in Toronto, yeah, you want to be on the show. And we're always, uh, when, when we travel, um, you know, we're always looking for uh, cool people to, to, uh, hang to out, hang with, out shoot with, and, shit with, yeah. uh, and, uh, converse <laughs> with. So, uh, drop those applications, uh, to us so we can start to sort out who we will be talking to and vote for us on best of Halifax. The voting is still going. We'd love to, we'd love to see your support there. We took home best of Halifax. Uh, in the coast last year, and right, we were on the no, cover. We'd love to do it again. We were on the cover last year. Do you think they'll give us a sec uh, uh, the cover again? That would be pretty neat. I yeah, doubt it, though. I they'll highly to, like the best bus driver or something. I doubt it. Uh, okay, so I am so excited about this. We we don't usually do this. We don't usually read fan mail, but we got an email a couple of nights ago, and this is probably one of the most like heartwarming, beautiful emails we've received. It's pretty sweet. Um, it's pretty pretty amazing. Uh, it comes from a gentleman by the name of Benjamin. Hey, sick boys. I thought of this idea as I was prepping for my yearly colonoscopy. I wondered what I could do besides sending you just a regular email. And of course, reviewing, rating, subscribing, and becoming a Patreon member. Hey, Taylor, I did all the things. Thanks. Thanks, Benji. I've had Crohn's disease for 18 years and highlights include perforated intestines, ileostomy, ileostomy reconnection, eye involvement that made Mayo Clinic doctors come running to see, vitrectomy. I had trouble with that one, What's too. vitrectomy? I don't know. Google it. Yeah, let's look it up. Uh, vit- I'll, I'll Google. You I'll Google, Google it. it. And too much gas and diarrhea. Oh, tell me about it. So the problem I got into, and the reason I found your podcast, was that I recently lost 50 pounds by cutting out sugars and starches. Holy shit, that's amazing. Which is great but left me with the unfortunate situation of shitting the bed some nights. Oh, dude. This was devastating, embarrassing, and I felt so much shame. I hid it from my wife as long as I could. Not a small feat. Dude, how do you fucking hide shitting the bed from your wife? Yeah, I know. I, I've done it once, and it was uncover up that yeah like that is uh that is no small feat i was sick just just at the, ca- the caveat to that little sentence i just spoke coming back to benjamin uh i went looking for as much information as i could guess what you had done two shows about crohn's disease it was a balance of personal experience and humor that got me i needed to laugh after those two i started the podcast over from the beginning and today i'm all caught up 102 episodes listened to and all of the Turn Me On as well. Go fuck yourself. Hell yeah, Turn Me On podcast. Go check it out if you haven't. It's a podcast I do with my wife. We talk about sex. Shameless plug. Layton's episode really got me, and so many others along the way. Why not talk about the things we are dealing with? Why should I pretend to be okay when I'm not sometimes? I realized that I was resenting the fact that no one knew what I was going through, even though I told no one what I was going through. I have since seen the doctor, and nights are shit-free. Hey, congratulations, Benjamin. This is getting too long, but let me just say what I am learning from each of you. Brian, you are curious, empathetic, and hilarious. Taylor, to me, you are an example of someone who really knows yourself and is happy with that. I'm working on that myself. It's a process. Jeremy, I've learned nothing from you at all <laughs> besides fearless passion. So now I hope this makes you laugh. I sent it with love, Ben. And Ben included a bingo card 
This is the Sick Boy episode bingo card. And we'll uh, we'll sh- we'll throw this up on our social media. Um, yeah, I'll go down. Um, I'll go through B, and then you take I, and then we'll switch off. Yeah. So in uh, in the column of B, <clears throat> the first block, freak out over guest photos. Brian says a cursive inspirational quote. <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> Dude, we talk about Joe Rogan a lot. <laughs> yeah. We already did this fucking yeah, episode. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Andrew, the camera guy, also name drop. Yeah. A very Canadian sorry. And then in the I column. Uh, dude, this is hilarious. I'm just looking at this. We've done like four or five of the ones that we've already mentioned. So in the <laughs> I column, there's a second beer is opened. Very common occurrence. This will be cut, but it isn't, which we already did today. Jeremy has CF. Did you know? <laughs> Taylor talks about Brazil, <laughs> which I never even thought about until... <laughs> Dude, until you I do that, that he wrote so it. much. I know, it's so funny. Jeremy laughs until he coughs. And the end column, uh, yoga, Brandon, <laughs> sick boy, which this is the middle one, sick boy. Brandon, uh, Brian's analogy is shot down. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, that one's really fucking funny. Jeremy or Taylor say, Jesus Christ, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Brian makes a throw up sound. Uh, they mention they have no medical training, which we don't. Jeremy tells the guests he's circumcised <laughs> for some reason he loves to do. Touched on, <laughs> touched on slash dived in, dived into combo. Brian talks about ADHD. And finally, the O column. Jeremy gets bummed out when his life gets extended. <laughs> Taylor's pediatrician. Those vaccines. Hockey. What percentage gay is Jeremy? And Brian plays noises on his phone. Uh, man, Benjamin, that like this, it honestly, this thing fucking made our day. It made our day. And uh, I just want to say, first of all, thank you for sending this in. But I also want to take a moment to just thank everybody who's ever sent us a piece of mail, an email, a message. We, man, Tay, we honestly, we have the best fucking fans yeah and it's really cool um we have the coolest listeners when you get somebody sending you something in like this that that i mean i know he said he he, he's listened to every episode but Mm. when you get somebody that takes the time to like put something together like this and really let you know that they're really listening like it's not just a it's not a passive uh, not a passive listener it's a really really um dedicated listener is it's really fucking cool it is um i love the brian's analogy is shot down i love that we say jesus christ brian uh so anyway thank you thank you ben uh thank you all so much for for supporting us and listening to us over the last couple of years um whoa a couple of years that's crazy i know and uh we're really looking forward for this for this documentary to come out because um unlike the podcast i think it's going to show a side of the pod that a lot of people don't really get to see you know like it's it's not gonna be uh i don't think it's gonna be a super funny documentary i think it's gonna be pretty like yeah there's def- there's definitely a serious sad um, uh you've seen well we've oh, we, we haven't seen it we've seen we're seeing we've it all tomorrow. seen the first 15 minutes of it and we're gonna see it uh we're gonna see it tomorrow um in its entirety for the first time yeah. and the tone <laughs> of the first 15 minutes was definitely um skewing more towards the serious um, and that was that was uh, the angle that they wanted to take was that it was uh, it got a little bit away from the kind of juvenile and sophomoric uh, 
jokes and attitudes that we have yeah. on the show and to bring a little bit more light to kind of the more serious and heavy shit that we are actually talking about um, underneath the humor. Uh, so having said that, we love y'all. We hope you enjoy this fun conversation that we had at Animair Times in Fredericton, New Brunswick. And we'll see y'all bitches on the other side. Peace out. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week, host episode. Yeah, it's a host episode from Animera Times in Fredericton, New Brunswick. Let's talk about it. So uh, <clears throat> to kind of like get into uh, how how we kind of come about and I, I guess the, our, our conversation with uh, surrounding CF and how and that was our first episode. When we came out, we, we did an episode on CF, um, you know, where we're all hosts now. Brian and I more so played the role of host and we and Jeremy was the first subject and we talked about cystic fibrosis. The first when, subject. When was uh, when when did you when did you feel like you were uh because I know that as a kid, talking about CF was not your was not your deal. Was you not my jam. You didn't like it. I, I hit it. And there was a whole bunch of reasons behind that, yeah. um, which you can go into. And where did that like? Where did it switch to where you started to feel like you wanted to own your disease and not let it kind of like rule your life? Mm. Good question. So, so I growing up, I and. Uh, when I was growing up, a lot of my peers, their heroes were people like uh, like Wayne Gretzky was a big one. People were like really jamming on Michael Jordan. He was he was kind of killing it in the basketball scene. Uh, but my my heroes weren't not so much in the baseball. scene. Not so much in the baseball scene. He really struggled. Uh, my my heroes weren't weren't those typical people. My my heroes were people like George Carlin or Christopher Farley or. Uh, I always say Adam Sandler when he was funny. Um, those were my heroes growing up. And so, and so for me, laughter played a, a massive role in, in managing my own, my own health, my own like mental health. Um, laughter essentially was, was one of the most key forms of therapy for me. But I didn't really kind of clue into this until late into my years of high school when I fell in love with improv, competitive improv. And so I was like making people laugh, uh, you know, as a, in my pastime. Like that was my extracurricular was just, you know, cracking jokes. And it was around that time where I started to realize, okay, if I can find humor here, here, and here, and if George Carlin can find humor here, here, and here, <coughs> then why, why the heck can't I find humor here mm -hmm. in this, in this experience? And so I would think back, I would kind of retrospectively look back at the, at some moments in my life. And one moment that, that really like sh kind of shined through here was the time that I was th the scariest moment of my life. And I think I, like, th this is one of my favorite things about this is that not, although n not all of us are suffering from illness, I'm sure there's some people in here who go, well, I'm pretty healthy. I'm not sick. And I'm sure that there's a lot of us in here who have, you know, are struggling with some sort of illness. Um, but one thing that we all share in common is that we've all had a moment in our life that is, that's been really scary, the scariest moment of your life. And the scariest moment of my life today is friggin' hilarious when I look back on it, which is, it was basically my intestine. I had intestception. Intussusception, you never get it right. Intussusception. Yeah, yeah. 
Right. Which Brian <coughs> sounds like the the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Inception. Inception. Yeah. But it's kind of the same. It is kind of the same thing. Essentially, it's your your intestine, your small intestine, starts to fold itself in on itself like you'd roll up a pair of socks. It's, just, it's not good for your body. Your body's like, no, nah, I don't like this. And so it was really scary, and I had to go in for this emergency procedure, which is called a barium enema, and I can't recommend that to anyone. Uh, it is not fun. And basically, this, this doctor came in. She was going to give me the barium enema, and, and I immediately fell in love with this woman because she was the most beautiful woman I've ever laid my eyes on in that moment. And I was like 14, so I was like just kind of being like, wow. Uh, and she, she then proceeded to stick a, a tube that's like the size of like a grande Starbucks coffee cup like up my butt <laughs> and filled me with barium, which is like a really thick, milky juice, mm. and then asked me to go empty out because we weren't done. And when I stood up, I sprayed it all over her and all over myself. <laughs> now, that's horrifying for a 14-year-old, but that's horrifying for anybody. Dude, you want to? But know man, that's kind of funny too, because like, I definitely blew it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she was, <laughs> she was, she, and, and yeah, literally and figuratively, I, I blew it. And um, yeah, she never called me again. So, <laughs> I, I know, um, do you want? Do you want to know what the scariest moment of my life was? I do. Yeah, yeah. tell us, Brian. Yeah. So I'm a I'm a relatively healthy guy, um, and I was at. So has has anybody here been to Halifax before? Yeah? Awesome. Nice. Okay, so I actually city. grew up in Dartmouth across the bridge. Ooh. Awesome. <laughs> and, uh, I'm from Sackville. I should really shut my <laughs> mouth. Yeah. words. It's horrible. So, uh, so uh, there's a fair there, like a, a carnival that comes in the summer. And uh, is anybody <laughs> kind ever... Kind of. It's a makeshift yeah. carnival. Yeah, it's, yeah, they pop it up, which is the reason why I was so scared, because has anybody been on the ride, the zipper? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God. Okay, number one, it Some looked like, rickety as heck, too. So I was like, as what? Very, as what, as Brian? Heck. Rickety as heck. heck. Yeah, rickety as heck. Brian, you're doing so, much better than I am. Yeah, in I didn't terms even of, know like, that one was the, in your vocabulary. Keeping the language tucked <laughs> in. So, anyway, uh, I, I nervously got on with my brother, and I was convinced that the, the door didn't seal properly. And we were spinning around, and we were up in the air, and there was a moment where I felt like I had gone weightless for way too long. And I let out this like weird sound. It was like, and I thought I was gonna die. And for that split second, it was the scariest moment of my entire life. I hope I never. How hard was your brother laughing? He was crying, like laughing. Yeah, and he thought it was the best thing in the world. It is the best. That noise, that noise when you make a noise that, like, you know, speaking as a as a uh, you know a a self-identified like cisgendered male, when I see another male make a noise that doesn't like you don't naturally hear or like think would come out of another man it was embarrassing so i your butthole my, was really loose mine was really tight <laughs> ooh, ooh. yeah stark contrast loose anyway. butthole tight butthole so my i i, uh. I started to the, the moment that not not my scariest moment but when i started to uh feel like I could talk about illness was actually via Jer. So uh, Jeremy and I met in we 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 grew up in in Halifax. He's from uh, Sackville. Sackville. Um, he's from Sackville. Uh, so we'll just gloss right over that. So he's from Sackville, and uh, and we never met each other. We we're what two or three years apart uh, in age, three or four, yeah. And uh, so we never really kind of ran in the same circles. 
And um, I mean, mostly because he's from Sackville. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then we ended up taking a yoga teacher training actually in Brazil together six years ago. Six, six, six years ago. Yep. And uh, so this place, just to like set the scene, we're in remote Brazil. Um, you know, I've taken a, 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 I've taken a, a van seven hours from the airport in Salvador, which is like northeastern Brazil. Dude, let's set the scene via uh, like 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 anime convention. Like um, uh, we were in. Where were we? Where were we? We were in the the thick. Who's played uh, Uncharted? Uh, okay, one person one. shit. Never Damn mind. You know what? This is a bad idea. Damn hey, it. who's familiar with uh, George of the Jungle? Yeah. Okay, so, so we were go. there. We were there. Uh, you know, I immediately went to Curious George really quickly. I don't know why. Yeah. We're, right, we're right. We're Paris. like we're like in the thick brush. We get off. We take this van for seven hours. Not with Jer. I I, I got in really late, like one a.m. And I got in, in really this early. Place. Yeah. And we go in, and then you've got to you get to a you all of a sudden come to a forest, and you have to change over to a four by four, and then that takes you on an hour drive through the forest that has no road, and there's like makeshift bridges and. We get into this place, and it's kind of this like paradise retreat spot on right on the beach. Yeah, and it's got all these uh, these these houses, and the place is this is this houses really, is a bit of a stretch, but yeah, houses. Yeah, they 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 built them themselves. Huts. Basically, this community that has retreated from society and built their own thing, and they, everything is sustainable from this place. They live off the sun. So like, yeah, exactly. Actually, the light photosynthesis. Right, yeah. and that's yeah. a whole other story. So we so I, I get brought to my room and I'm going in and Jeremy and and something that Jeremy hasn't mentioned yet but Jeremy has to take uh, uh, roughly thirty to forty pills a day um, for CF and he, uh, and along with like a, a plethora of other other of other uh, treatments, treatments yeah. that he needs to basically you know to stay alive and uh, and I have no idea about this I know that he has CF I don't really know what that is I walk into the room. Uh, these guys are still up. It's it's me, Jer, and another guy, Scott, sharing this room. And I go in. Scott and Jer are still up. And Jer's he's sucking on this thing that's spewing vapor out of it. And and at the time, I'm 20 years old, and I go in. I'm like, dude, are you smoking weed? What's also, happening? at the time, vaping wasn't like a huge thing. So it definitely it was looks very weird. like he's getting high on something. Yeah, it was very weird. So I walked in, and I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm doing, I'm taking my medication for IFCF. I'm taking my medication. And I was like, oh, dude, I swear, I swear that you were, you were smoking weed or whatever. And then we have this, we immediately pour over. He's like, oh yeah. And I got to do this. And I got to do this. And I got to do this. And it's, it's hell for me, but you know, it's my life and it's what I do. And we had this conversation and that was the first like opportunity that I got to like be open about, um, about talking about illness. And it was through our relationship um, to have just one person that's okay with talking about that, that opened the door for this show to be a thing where we then extrapolate that experience and that comfort to talk to people and widens it or broadens the spectrum um, where we can then invite anybody in, mm-hmm. meet them for the very first time and just say, yo, what's going on? What do you deal with? And here's, so, you know, one of the things that I love about, about, I, I feel so fortunate that we have this opportunity, the three of us, to do this project um, in that we – so we, we, we're coming up on our 100th episode in July. Um, so that's like – that's a lot of hours of just sitting down and talking with complete strangers, people that we do not know at all for the most part. Sometimes our friends will come in, but mostly it's people we don't know. And we will talk to them and we are talking to them about – some of the hardest things that they have to deal with on a daily basis. We're talking to them about the scariest moments of their life. We're talking about 
things that they've grown up with that are like make them feel so insecure. Yet we've we're, we're able to like as a as a group of four we're able to sit down and cultivate this space. Well, the fourth would be the guest. I know the math. I know I'm not good at math, but I saw it. I I, I can recognize that face anywhere because uh, it's my face all the time. Um, and so, the, as four of us, we sit down and we cultivate this space where we're we are allowing each other to share these really intimate things and. We don't generally do that as a, as, as a society. We don't generally do that with other people. We, we oftentimes are very guarded and we have armor up and we try to keep things, you know, closed and contained and we don't want to share too much information. But when you allow yourself to open up like that, you get to know people. It's like this, it's like this fast track to, to getting to know someone in a way that usually takes years to get to know that person, right? And... I love that. And it's changed the way that I've experienced just engaging with people, period, on a day-to-day basis. And I know, and we know this because of the amount of people that reach out to us and tell us from listening to the podcast, that it's also starting to change the way that people interact with people in their life without coming in and talking to us, just people that listen to the podcast. This might be too far. I've actually never done this. So I'm, I, I just, just to like, just for a moment, is there, we, we just talked about our scariest moments. Is there anybody here who has, who knows like, oh, I got a scary, you, 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 who wants to one up our scary moment? Anyone? Yes. First hand up. Come up, come up and say it into the mic. If, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. We got one more here for. Here, take my seat. The hot seat. You are now the host and producer of Sick Boy Podcast. I've been trying to get out for years. Peace. You got it. The scariest moment of my life, I was living in Toronto, 26 years old, and mother of three-month-old twins. Whoa. I'm a twin. Identical or? Identical. Identical girls. Um, And they were born prematurely. They were born at 34 weeks, and one had a pneumothorax. Whoa. Yeah. What's that? Oh, man, I know what that is. It's super crazy. It's when a lung pops and it creates an air bubble and they had to drive a tube up into her lung to drain the air out. Wow. So she was on morphine for a while and they were in the hospital for two weeks in separate hospitals because (coughs) the one with the pneumothorax needed a higher level ICU than they had um, at the hospital the other baby was at. So we bounced between two hospitals for two weeks. And we brought them home, and we had a nurse visiting her every day. And at three months, she had a seizure. They were waking up in the morning. I was just getting ready to wake the babies. And I looked <clears throat> in her crib, and she was bright purple, froth around her mouth, Holy and one arm jerking. Shit. So my husband worked in the store downstairs that we, we lived in the apartment above, and he heard me thump on the floor, and he knew something was wrong. And he... That was like your battle cry? You oh, were just yeah. like, he knew. <laughs> he heard this thumping and he knew immediately, oh shit, something's going down. So he locked up the paint store and came barreling up the stairs. And I'm there with this three-month-old baby who's purple and frothing going, don't leave me, don't leave me. While he Whoa. calls 911. Seven-minute-long grand mal tonic-clonic seizure. So how's the baby, though? Scary shit. Today, they're 14 years old. They're here at this conference. No way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait. So, 
Are they in this room right now? No, they're not. That's why I could tell <laughs> the story, because they're not here. Yeah, they're here in the audience going, Mom, come they're, on! Oh, yeah, they would just be mortified. Um, no, I, they're, they're comfortable with the story. Have you, you've told them, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so she's, she's a little guilty. She's like, and, I, and the follow-up to that was, and that left me with an anxiety disorder, mm. a little uh, PTSD for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like, oh, great, so I'm the cause of all your problems. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're the light of my aren't life, we child. All, though, so. Aren't we all the cause of all of our so, parents' problems? Yeah. So that was, you know, the really staring mortality of this little yeah. being that I was responsible for, like, yeah. right. And, yeah, wow. Yeah. It's crazy. We just, we just had a, a mother, a, a young mother in on our, our podcast a, a few weeks ago, and, and she um, had twins and uh, had postpartum depression afterwards. I think we titled um, the episode Postpartum Depression Twins Basil Twins. Yeah. Was the na- name of the title of the episode. <laughs> a little Austin Powers reference. Thank you very much. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, but she said that, that so I'm, I'm an identical twin as well, and I've never talked about like what the, pro- the process of of giving birth for my mom was like, rather than other than the fact that she's like, yeah, you were a C-section. I'm like, cool, um, which is kind of cool, I guess. Uh, it's cool that they can do that. Like, think about how advanced it is and the things that doctors can do. But the crazy thing is, is she said uh, that any multiple birth situation is automatically a high risk oh, pregnancy. Yeah. Which I we didn't know that. Yeah, we had a team of sixteen people yeah. in the room. That's crazy. <laughs> that was pretty wild. Yeah. What was your name? Amy. Amy. Yeah. Put your hands together for Amy. Thank, thank you. you so much, Amy. Honestly, yeah. Thank you so much. That really that really means a lot. And so, like, here's the thing: is well, how does like does that feel weird to come up and tell that story in front of a bunch of people? Or do you? Yeah. You, I was yeah. I was a right. And now, like. And I'm sure, for the, for the most part, uh, aside from the rest of this weekend, most of you will leave this room and you'll never see Amy again. Most of the guests who leave our recording studio, we never really see them again. But years down the road, if you have a really good memory and you recognize faces really well, you will see Amy and you will have that like connection. We don't do that enough. And that's, that's why we do this podcast. You know, it's like we, we all have our own shit. We all go through our own, our own issues. We all, you know, we're all different people experiencing life in a different way. But we all share so many things in common, like things like struggle and all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Death, too. Like, that's another one. That's a big topic that comes up on the podcast a lot, is I, death. I was going to say, like, the weather, like how it is outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? Like, hey, how's it going? It's beautiful weather, right? That's such a good connection, right? I hate so bright. <laughs> Taylor actually speaks to that quite a bit. Like, <laughs> that's your least favorite thing is small talk. Well, it's such a, it, you know, it's, it's we, we, we have a tendency to lead when we meet somebody or we have a conversation, we tend to lead with the least inter- interesting information. Like the weather. It's like, you know, you, you it is Canadian, <laughs> but it's all, I think it's global too, though. I, I do think it's like, it's, I feel like it's global. You know, small talk is not a regional thing. I think small talk is a thing that we as humans do when we feel uncomfortable. It's like a defense mechanism. It's like, yeah, well, how's your day going today? Oh, it's going great. Okay, and of well, course, so there's sunny. a time for there's a time where you don't you don't have you don't have uh, the amount of time in a day to uh, to run into a stranger or someone you haven't talked to in a while and 
and uh, talk to them for for forty five minutes. Mm. I, uh, I so I I wrote this uh, little uh, blog piece when early on when we were first starting the show because one of the things that uh, doing the show prompted me to think about was this idea of how we interact with people and how it becomes or how we are prone to talking about things that we really don't care about. They're kind of automatic responses. How's the, oh yeah, it's sunny. Oh yeah, rain, rain's continuing. Like that type of stuff that is just kind of really superficial. You don't really care about it, but you know that it's a quick, easy little, okay, we can both share this little, I don't like that the rain's happening moment. And then we can move on and stop talking with each other. And, uh, and I, I, I always go to this moment. I was in Utah a few years ago, and I was snowboarding, and I, I went out by myself, and I went down a few times. I got on the chairlift. It's this guy, and he was uh, he, he was uh, probably like 65, like close to 70 years old, and he was skiing, and I sat down beside him, and then there was another couple beside us on this four-person chairlift, and uh, he introduced himself and you know said, my name is, I can't even remember his name now, David or... Something, Names don't matter, whatever. Something. Some and, dude. Uh, and he said, he said, hey, my name's so-and-so. I said, hey, my name's Taylor. And he goes, he goes awesome. What's the, what's the craziest thing you've ever done in your life? And I was like, whoa, holy shit. <laughs> what a One way second. to start a conversation. One second. Let me think about that. Yeah. And I proceeded to tell, to tell him a story. And then he told me a story. And, uh, and, then, and, then, and then he, he said, what do you like better, snowboarding or sex? And I was like, oh, God, another huge question. I don't know. <laughs> and, then I, and then I gave him an answer, and he was like, why? Tell me why. And we had this crazy conversation. It's like a 10-minute ride. And I got off a 10-minute uh, experience with this guy, and the, you know, this couple beside us were, te- like, mortified. And, and, uh, and, and I, I get off this 10-minute ride with this guy, and it's all of a sudden like we've known each other forever. And, uh, you know, if I see him at... Uh, if I see him at the lodge later, I'm going to sit down with him and pick up this amazing conversation again and just like that. And it also prompted me to start being more like that in my life to not necessarily ask what's the craziest thing you've ever done or what's the scariest experience of your life or whatever, but just to ask more meaningful questions that are actually meaningful to who, to you and to who you are mm. that's actually going to tell me something about you and not how you feel about the rain because I know how you feel about the rain. I get it. You either hate it or you're like, eh, whatever. <laughs> it's not very deep. It doesn't run very deep unless you've got a fetish for rain. Unless you're, yeah, unless you're, unless you're, unless you're a meteorologist. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, exactly. That's the outlier there. Yeah. Or yeah, exactly. unless you said like, if I was like, Taylor, how do you feel about the weather? And you're like, well, the rain is, yeah, it's, it's mediocre. And I'm like, but why? Do you think there's some deep-seated thing in your past that might be the cause of this yeah so you can draw it out from any angle and then i go whoa well man i guess the called the shade of gray is making my emotions kind of come out this way and i guess that's a deep-seated issue with my mother um, <laughs> it was because you read that book uh what's i'll love you forever forever oh it's such a yeah. sweet book and like that book uh, is kind of like the gray color so you think of right, clouds and right. then the rain and then okay yeah. it's all, all connected right. yeah. uh and so so like how that experience with that that guy, right? How has that? Would you would you not say that that has changed the way that you, you know, not only has it changed the way that you interact with people, but like, would you say that it's made you more? And this this might be a, a leap, but little question: Would you say it's made you more compassionate, or more understanding, or more um, caring, or more supportive, or more of an ally? It makes me a better listener. That's yeah. for sure. 
because I know if I ask a question that uh, is something that is as loaded as uh, something like that, that I better strap in and mm. shut my mouth and listen mm-hmm. uh, and really listen. Because you ever have a conversation with somebody where you can tell that as you're speaking, they're just they're just waiting for you to sit, stop so that they can say what they've been thinking of saying. Mm. There's a guy I teach yoga and there's a guy that I talk to and he's always the last person to leave. And I, I've completely stopped talking to him because I can tell that every time I say something, he, he he's, I could speak gibberish and then he'd go, oh yeah, I totally know what you mean. And I, I, he would just say something that he is not listening to anything. So I've completely stopped engaging with him. But we, te- we tend to have, or, so, or some people tend to have that. And so it's made me a, a really good listener because I'm, I'm trying to build in this show and this experience has made me a good listener because you're always trying to build and ex- take little pieces of what you're hearing from somebody and try to draw something out of it uh, to further the conversation and to get more out of who they are. I had a friend and, and by doing the show and talking about that on the show, I was walking down Spring Garden in Halifax and a friend of mine comes up to me that I haven't seen in a long time uh, and he runs into me, hey, dude, Grail, what's happening? And he goes, nothing, man. He says this to me, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you? Or what's the scariest <laughs> yeah, moment yeah. in your life? Yeah. And I was like, oh man, can we go get a beer? <laughs> like, I need yeah. to sit down and have this conversation with you. And we did. And it mm-hmm. was awesome. But that's like the way that it's changed like social interactions just by, you know, we have a platform to speak. So, you know, people hear that and they, and, and then, and then they get jazzed about that and then they want to have that interaction. So it's not only changing the way that we're talking to people, but it's changing the way that people who listen to the show are talking to people and talking to people in their lives and yeah. talking to us. We're hoping that, you know, what we're doing and what we're doing is, is it can only affect so many people, but I, I really, I hope that what we're doing is making a change in how people interact with each other and whether that's talking about illness or just talking about life in general and just, you know, being better humans to one another. Uh, I, I, I hope that's what we're doing. Um, one of the things that I know we were, we were going to talk about today, uh, I feel like we haven't even said what the fuck we're doing today uh we're just Good recording job. we're Good just attempt yeah thanks here. we're just recording a podcast this is it we're, we're recording this we'll probably put this out somewhere for people to hear it um hey if you're not okay with that story being out just like okay cool great <laughs> okay i didn't get anybody signing any waivers today um so we're just we're literally just recording and this is kind of how the podcast goes we just record and see where it goes but one thing that we did want to kind of touch on i know was uh this the topic of death right so we I, I always say like that is the and I think we can all agree like that is the one thing that we all for sure 100 percent share in common like it's the one thing we share in common no matter who you are well although yeah maybe maybe there are, there are some thoughts that there will be that is that a thing now are they saying that, that the person who will live forever lives today I think I'm I'm Wait, the person? No, no, no that's not forever. That's, no, not forever. That's pretty no, extreme. They said live, lives to be five hundred. Oh yeah, or, or two hundred yeah. something. Uh, like that. Aubrey de Grey, he's one of my favorite. Like, yeah. Well, then that's the thing. Is who knows? Maybe, maybe we live in a time where like we'll just be put into a chip. Sure, but for right now, we are all gonna die. And how lovely is that? Well, how exciting is that? I think I finally found my audience. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's okay. I'm going right. to lay this out for you guys. Lay okay? it out, so, lay it out, lay it so out. So we've been having this ongoing debate. Now, <laughs> it's kind of unfair for Jeremy because as we talked about with his cystic fibrosis, he has a shortened life expectancy. So when he was born, they said it was going to be about 20. 
Uh, now the current age is what fifty one and, uh, and that's if you're born quarters. today. That's if okay. you're born today. So okay, like so I'm looking yeah. at uh, my estimate and what what it kind of looks like in terms of like the projection things. Like I'll probably live to forty, maybe. Okay. And, like if I get to forty, then that's that is like bonus years. Okay, so Jer and he embraces this. Like he, he and loves I'm all the for it. I don't want to live much longer than forty. That is just way too much for me to handle right now. Okay, and I'm on the other end of the the spectrum. I've said before that if I could live forever, I would. <laughs> now, since doing this podcast, and I'm in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Since doing this podcast, I'm like, okay. I don't want to live forever, but like at least a million would be pretty cool. That is at least okay. a million. Absurd. A is million really, years. That is the. That sounds so boring, Brian. Dude, well, why don't you talk you about are, your theory on time and so, your perception okay. of time? All right. So I've got a lot of theories here. So I've got three <laughs> things that I'm going to touch on eventually. Okay. So the first thing I want to say is how many uh, Star Wars fans do we have in here? Are you talking about uh, Star Wars? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So... I want to be alive when that shit happens. I want to be alive when you can travel to different galaxies. And so do it's I. not going to happen in, in the next 10 years. I had I a crazy thought about uh, like space warp time travel. I'll tell so you about if we get into my, my thought about like my religion that I've invented, it, which, w- <laughs> which we can get into. In which a, we're giving cards out for it after, and uh, we, take, we take money. So There'll be punch available as well afterwards. <laughs> okay, so you guys can it's, all drink. it's not a religion, but it's an idea that I have. So I personally, um, uh, I, don't, I don't really know what happens when we die. However, I have this theory. Okay, you guys with me? I'm with you, and I know yeah. what you're going to say, and it is bananas. Okay, well, just, just hold on. So it would make a so, wicked movie. This is my theory. Okay, <laughs> when you die, when you die, it's almost like the snap of a fingers, and the next thing you know, you're alive again. But it's possibly we'll say five thousand years in the future, and you're flying through space in a ship. And people have brought you back to life from your DNA because they're like, as Earth, we need to colonize other planets and we've taken your DNA and we've brought you back to life and we found a way to take your brain and all of the memories that you have. I think it's called Not- Alien. <laughs> okay. So, and, and, and bring you back to life so that you can help co- colonize the other planets. There's a comment down here. I just, I'm yeah. dying to know. Don't worry, I'm ready to handle it. Uh, I have seen it by oh. a long time ago. It was yeah, a long time ago. That's a similar premise. Okay, good. I'm, uh, I'm in on that. That's that's going to be our book. They already made the God. movie. Is that the one with Robin? Is Robin Williams in that? Is it Robin Williams that's in AI? Wasn't that Bicentennial Man with Robin Williams? Yeah, no. Right. That's who I'm thinking of, yeah. When Brian, Bri, I just want to say, I really took a moment to gauge the audience when you were throwing out your theory there. And uh, there were some people sitting like this, Like pretty engaged, and then there were some people that started like, and then it was going. (laughs) Okay, wait. And then hold on, and then looking to the person next to him like, and then I just and I don't mean to point out, but there was one reaction which was just straight up, ugh, ugh. Gross. Ew. Okay. <laughs> Stop that. Okay, so my brain, my brain, I'll give you one example really quick. My brain works in really weird ways, and I always like to share what's going on in my brain because I feel like it gives you a fair and accurate And we love you for it. Am, right? We love so you for it. My brain, I always, I kind of think of dreams as like your brain filing away the memories when you sleep. So my dreams always seem to have these like fragments of the day 
in them, and like it could be something very far out there. But I'm like, oh yeah, I recognize that from earlier today, and that's the way I think of it. And I share this information like this, like I'm sharing this with you guys right right now. Because I feel like it's a valuable way to connect as individuals. And I do too. And I, I, only, I only pull your leg a little, a little. Are vegans actually unhealthy? Does cannabis ruin your sleep? And why are so many men taking testosterone supplements? I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And we're the creators of the popular YouTube channel ASAP Science. Every week on our podcast Side Note by ASAP Science, we explain the science behind a controversial subject with recent research, up-to-date studies, and ridiculous stories so you are entertained while, bam, simultaneously learning. We're here to make science make sense. Download Side Note by ASAP Science wherever you get your podcasts. So I've shared two things already. Okay. So my third thing is I would love to be a million, right? And I feel like time, your perception of time, if you were alive for a million years, would still be similar to your perception of time if you were alive uh, for 40 years. And it's just everything would be kind of stretched out. So the same way when you were like, five years old and you were driving in a car and you drove for 30 minutes, you're like, that felt like forever. But then when you're like 15 years old or 20 years old, then all of a sudden that 30 minute drive doesn't seem as long, right? Because the percentage of time that that has been that you've been alive is actually relative. Yeah. Yeah. So like, so if I was alive for a million years, one year would fly by. Okay. Right. That's, so that's why I want to be see, alive for a million when you, years. When you, so when we first had this debate, I was going, that a million years sounds like the most boring amount of time to be alive because there's so many stretches of, like, nothing, right? Like, that's a long – but when you word it like that, I kind of get on board with it a bit, and it, and, and it makes me – that's when I get really, really into the idea of my, like, fantasy of wanting to become uh, a vampire, like I love that. True, right, right. Um, right. But uh, as silly as that Would is, you bite me if you became a vampire. If you if you gave me if you gave me consent that like you wanted to be a vampire, I'll let you in my purple circle. Yeah, yeah. Purple, then I absolutely yeah, the purple would, circle would has to be go yeah. beyond that consent. circle and bite you. Um, but I yeah I I kind of I kind of get what you're saying. But for me, see, this is my thing: is that the reason why? And I, I know that sounds super morbid to say like, hey, I don't want to live past forty. But there's there, there's there's actually a much deeper and more serious like kind of rooted uh, reasoning for that, which is my lungs are shutting down, and when it comes to cystic fibrosis, and I'm sure you've seen this, when your lungs shut down, your your quality of life also starts to shut down, right? It goes, it drops pretty pretty fast, pretty hard, and with the you know beautiful advancements in science and medicine these days people are going in for double lung transplants which sounds super rad like sure take these shitty lungs out put the good ones in and I'll live a little longer but the reason why and like the idea of that to me I'm so not into because for me it's all about just quality of life over quantity of life so like and the same thing in you saying you want to live a million years well that's quality. That's quantity. And I'm sure that there's quality in there, but I feel like there would be more quality had if you knew you had an expiry date and you knew that date was coming. And so you squeezed out every last moment you had like it was your last. Well, yeah. so, cause you think, cause you're, you're, you're saying that, that if you can, if you're saying that you're going to live for 40 years, there's a, 
there's a there's a higher pressure for you to really make the most out of every day. Yeah. So every day is going to count more than somebody. So if someone's going to live to say, let's say, a hundred years old, you know, each day is. I mean, obviously, each day should count. But our but you know, we're we're prone or we're uh, uh, we're exposed to the human condition, and the hum- human condition is to inevitably take everything for granted. So we start to take each day for granted. And Mm. then that rolls into taking a year for granted or taking a section of your life for granted. And then before you know it, life can pass you by and then, and it, it, and it sucks. But with a shortened life expectancy that you will, you know, really, really squeeze everything out of every day. Now with the quantity to quality thing, and we were having this conversation because we're coming up to our hundredth, hundredth episode and we're thinking about getting a hundred, uh, someone who's a hundred to be on the show. Which and, we asked yesterday, and there's <clears> someone who knows someone who's 108, which is amazing. But that person lives in the states, uh, so we might see if we can get there. But it, does anybody in here know anyone who's 100 years old? You feel 100? Yeah. <laughs> That's good enough. So the interesting thing we'll about it, do you actually know someone who's 100? Yeah, I served someone at my store the other day that was 100. Sweet. Well, where, where, are you from? where do you live? Uh, well, I lived in Fredericton, but I work at Naturalizer. Okay, cool. I wonder, do you think that you would be able to ever track that person down, or is that person just gone now? Yeah, they, and, and they may be gone, and if they are, uh, they're 100. They can't be living that much longer. Come on, too now, far? I don't know. So the interesting thing Realistic, about, all right? The interesting thing is we're having this conversation. So uh, we, went to, uh, we went to Toronto a couple weeks ago to do a live show and, and to do some recordings and stuff, and we were, on the, we were on the flight, and we were talking about this idea of having a, someone who's 100 on the show. And Jeremy was like, I know, but if we get somebody who's 100 on the show, like, are they going to be able to, you know, speak? Are they going to have teeth and all that? And he asked these questions. And I went, Because teeth is important for the podcast. And I went, yes, of course, because have you ever met a 100-year-old that's, it seems to me every 100-year-old or anyone who really lives into their 90s, they've got really good quality of life, like, right Mm. up to the end. Because it's like they've gotten that far because they've. Been, been, doing right. been doing something right. Been doing something right. So things have been going well to get them to that place, and it seems like, you know, for the most part, it seems like that the the transitioning from being like really, really, really old to being dead is like that. pretty quick. And that's a, and that's what I meant. I hope that person is still. So alive, I'm thinking but, that we can get a, someone who's a hundred on the show, and they're like totally with it. You know, their cognitive function is usually really high because they've they they they've gotten that far because they haven't had that many issues with their mind uh, because the with, mind the mind when the mind starts to go that's what kind of right that's what tells the body like you know, but what's up with down. like every time you hear about a 100 year old on the news or you know like oh old like they Mar- ran a marathon martha she 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 turned 103 today and every night at eight o'clock before she goes to bed she has a brandy and you're like yeah you're like what what that's that drinking work? every day how does Dude, she still make Ky- it kyla yeah, yeah, has a cigar. I heard that one too. Yeah. Like, oh, he smokes a cigar. My girlfriend Kyla, her her her, her grandfather is turning ninety three next week, and uh, or ninety three ninety four, and he thinks that sunscreen is not wearing sunscreen is what has kept him alive his entire life. Like he swears Dude, by that. How leathery is that guy's skin? He's ninety three. He's ninety three. So. Like, oh, I, I, I know. It's but hard to argue with him. On top of the fact that he never wore sunscreen. That's like that. That would be the most stubborn person. You're like, no, the science doesn't back that up. And he's like, well, I'm ninety three. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it. I clearly know yeah. my shit. And they're like, you could be alive longer though. And he's like, well, I'm ninety three. If, if, if he if he believes in reincarnation, he's he's literally he has no choice. They're gonna go. We can only reincarnate you into a football. We're sorry. <laughs> The only thing Please that no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've never told you guys this though, but uh, I speaking of the hundred year old, 
Um, Which one? <laughs> just the, the in general, <laughs> the hundred year old, the general person. Well, who is who are you, they? I'll give you one. Well, actually, this guy didn't turn hundred. It was my great great uncle. Uh, he lived Taylor at my at my aunt Beatrice's place mm-hmm. in the basement. And uh, wow, he was nine. Was she keeping him there? Because <laughs> that place is scary. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, he was ninety nine years old. And I swear to you, this is a true story. On his, what was going to be his 100th birthday, he died in his sleep that night. Damn. Oh, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, right? Dude, how bummed was he? You know what the wild probably thing is? Probably not though? very. Well, He's probably like, whatever. You know what the wild thing is, though, is that they found him in the morning. So maybe he just turned 100 and was like, I Peace. did it. Yeah, he is. I did it. I'm out. He was literally looking yeah. at his watch going, okay, I was born at 318. <laughs> and? 318.01. Yeah. <laughs> good, good night forever. Yeah. Um, so, uh, by a show of hands. Yeah, I actually am curious about this. By I, show I of hands, know. who would want to live to be a million with me? And who would be totally okay I'm with taking up. a a average life expectancy? All right. It's pretty split crowd. I, I think there were people that were both those. So it's yeah. it was pretty split. I, I, feel I like, like that. That's, I feel like cool. well, because yeah, you kind of have to be at least semi okay with the idea of reality. Yeah. <laughs> you know, versus I would like versus what is clearly okay not with reality. The expectation. Yeah. It's like people are like, no, I will only take one million. <laughs> okay. We so we're coming up. Oh, oh we okay, we've got like two minutes technically. I don't know if there's any is there anything following up. Yeah, we've here? got two does minutes. Anyone, does anyone know what's coming up after this? We got two minutes. Let's keep it super tight, super quick. Well, we're, we're just talking about death. I wanna I wanna just 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 say before we kind of do do these last two minutes. This is an example of how you can. This is how you can make death a fun subject. Yeah. Actually, the name, the yeah. name, the name of this, of this, of this thing. Well, they on the schedule they called it a postcast, which I thought. I'm was glad really you guys funny. made it to the postcast. Yeah, I know. We were like, who's going to show up? Who knows what a postcast is? It doesn't exist, or I don't think it does. And and then and then it said about illness and other fun subjects. So this is one of the fun subjects that we're talking about. And this is how you can make something that sounds morbid and sad and as as death and make yeah. it kind of like a fun, silly yeah. conversation. With the asterisks that that uh, it's not funny, illness is not funny. No. But there are certainly funny stories and there's humor within that. Sometimes you have to dig for it a little bit more, though. Yeah. Before we wrap it up, before we, we end this, uh, real quick, fantasy ideal way to die. Not realistic. Uh... Right. Well, we had this conversation recently. Uh, how do I sum this up really quickly? Um, so basically, I don't. Okay, put in like a put in a uh, a really cozy like luxury spacesuit, taken up into space, and then just kind of like pushed. So I just start to float away away from Earth, and then I go up into the upper orbit. And like I was thinking, like how long will I? How long do I need? To look back at our planet and the moon before I'm like, okay, I'm over I'm it. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, whatever that so time funny. period is, whether that's a day or I was like, at least a week. I need at least a week to look at it. And then, uh, and then my space juice just explodes, and I'm and you I'm you just done. starved to death first. No, exactly. No. All right. So I've got a little. No, I've got food and water. It's okay. a luxury right. spacesuit, dude. <laughs> it's got it's got service. Okay, right. Brian. Um, you would just be gracefully floating at like 66,000 kilometers an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I wouldn't feel anything. 
Okay, I'm not gonna talk about okay, that. Okay, anyway, uh, I would like to be in like a horrific roller coaster accident. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus! Like, yeah. like final my destination. God. Yeah. So you're you're going around. And you're gonna go do a loop, and all of a sudden we just don't have enough speed, and it just <laughs> so drops. Horrifying. Oh my god, that is horrifying. Yeah. yeah, but you'd be in the news afterwards. You would, for sure. Brian just wants to be famous. <laughs> Never, lest we forget. That's not true. Right? Yeah. Mine. I, so a million years old. Dies in a roller coaster accident. <laughs> Mine is I. I was I was thinking about this the other day because we were talking about it the other day, and I've, I've changed my mind, but it's sort of similar. Um, uh, there is like the human planet or the, the planet Earth is is facing imminent uh, um, destruction by a alien spacecraft. Okay, you know so we've all seen this movie. Independent, uh, independent, we've all seen yeah. the movie. Yeah, it's Independence Day. Will but, Smith is but with you. Here's the thing: is instead of flying the plane kind of like like as fast as a plane can go into the spaceship, they've created a jet that is so fast. That it it, uh, it it goes beyond it's it's like beyond any any speed that we've ever hit to date. Like and the, they're like, like of light. Yeah, well, not that fast though. That's a little too fast. No, mm-hmm. and almost. And it's going <laughs> so fast. And it, they're going. This is the only way we can take out this alien spaceship because the 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 armor to be pierced, it has to be hit with a you know a flying hunk of metal at this speed. And if we hit right. at this speed, we can do it. But obviously you're going to die. So you've got a whole universe encased around yes. this idea. Yeah, 100%. Okay. And so I'm flying this jet, and but, I, but instead of flying it straight into the spacecraft and staying in the jet. I know what this is now. I try to save myself, knowing that it probably won't work, and I eject, and I'm going so fast that when I come out of the – when I eject – the particles of air and other things that fill our atmosphere strip all of my skin and muscle off, and I'm just a skeleton screaming. <laughs> and it's my skeleton that actually hits the spacecraft because I missed with the jet. Because I don't fly a jet. Yeah, I, I was going to fly a I was gonna ask, are you jet? trained on this jet, or <laughs> yeah. is this, did you steal no. it? No, no, I just okay. was like, I'll do it. And they're like, cool. <laughs> so this is very guy like, up. This is very Independence Day-like. I think uh, there's something a similar yeah. storyline that happens. Yeah. Uh, thank you all so much for for hanging out with us. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you should, well, we can do, we could do we could squeeze out some Q and A. Yeah. Um, yeah. Questions? <laughs> I feel like you must have one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's hear it. Actually, no. What I think is really really awesome. <coughs> You guys grew up, you know, say within 10 miles of each other, but you had to go to Brazil to meet you. Meet yeah. You. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I also met my life partner there. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a... In Brazil? Yeah. Same yeah. trip. Same trip. Same oh, thing. that was a hell of a trip. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I got two, two of my best relationships out of that trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, also, I was wondering, is the movie Fanboys based on you guys? <laughs> the fan, like the Star Wars <laughs> fanboy movie? Yeah. I haven't seen that movie in way too long. It's a great movie. That would be rad. We actually, uh, we do have a movie coming out about Sick Boy. Uh, CBC is just finishing up a documentary. They've been following us around for the last two years. So that'll be coming out soon. Yeah. And tune into we it. We wanted to play you the trailer for it, but we I don't know how the hell it. you're going to watch it. No one has cable anymore. <laughs> yeah. You can just, I think CBC's, Silly. bye guys. I think CBC, they, they're on like one of the original three channels. So I think yeah. even if you unplug. Oh, no, wait, they don't do, they don't do analog anymore. Yes. Yeah. Late breaking news on the CBC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any other questions? Yeah. Do you guys usually take stories from the audience? 
No, no, no. We've done that a couple times, but no, not really. Yeah. Do you want to share? We, we literally just made that up today. Like, I was like, ah, who wants to come up? And it, it kind of worked. Thank you. Yes. Question. Yeah. yeah do you want? Yeah. You want to come up? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. We, we got a couple minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sit here. This is cool. Biggest mic I've ever seen. <laughs> okay, so mine is kind of like on a smaller scale because I am a small person. Is like, this the scary moment? This is like a, well, it's a reality check moment per se. Reality I, check moment. I don't know. It's just, I it's, got it. Yeah. It's a moment where you're kind of like, wow, I'm on this planet. Like that moment really, like, <laughs> you from a jet that's flying straight into an alien spaceship and I'm it not screaming, your skin though. Off? Okay, got it. <laughs> okay. Scream? Well,. <laughs> I actually have, it's, it's a story that was told. I was 11 years old when I was told this. I won't remember because I was an infant. I was just actually born at this point. And um, my mom was telling me, I was born premature, but two months premature, per se. Wow. And when, well, when the, my mom found out she was pregnant with me, it was actually a very whoa moment. It was, um, she had eight miscarriages before and, yeah, she only knew Whoa. the gender of one of them, and it was a girl. Um, my mom, when she found out that she was pregnant with me, she couldn't tell a, another living person. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a no, you can't tell anyone until the halfway mark, per se. And even at the halfway mark, my mom was very hesitant for the reason being every time she only she got so far, is she would lose the child. Well, when I was born, premature, I had the same thing that one of your twins had and it they had tubes in me from every direction i actually have a lot the pneumothorax yeah the whole i have scars yeah. from from what they did and in that moment when i was told this it was like a oh no like i am i i have my mom showed me pictures i was the size of my dad's hand from the tip of his finger from the bottom of his wrist wow. and wow. it was i was small my mom and dad could take their wedding bands and put them up on my shoulders. I was literally almost a porcelain doll. Like, they were afraid to touch me. I was the color yellow when I was born. It was weird. They, they, they tried to do all these things. You could see my little heart. Whoa. I looked like an alien. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa, I looked like something that just stepped out of a sci-fi movie. Like, yeah. whoa. Like, you know, but no, it, it was interesting because when I was sitting there, I'm looking at myself now, there were so many things that my mom and dad, they were told lies pretty much by doctors. They said I would be crippled. I would never be able to walk. I would never be able to do anything. I would be disabled. I'd be in a wheelchair, and I would not be able to do anything. And when I think about that to that now, I'm 15 years old, and they say I have a, I'm going to have a normal life. I'm going to live to whatever age that I a prepared. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm ha- but I am happy with a 40, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, hey. But... It's one of those moments where I think, like, wow, I'm very lucky to be here now and think, you know, what's going to happen next, pretty much? Like, mm. it's it's one of those things. And from seeing how small I was, and I was not supposed to have any living nature, per se. Like, I wasn't supposed to live over, like, the age of two years old. And that was something that hit my mom and my dad really hard because mm. I'd be an infant, but he's still unaware of the world per se mm-hmm. and not be able to live it so well i think that you know in the same way that you feel 
really lucky to be here and be alive to enjoy this life that yeah. that you didn't that you you know your parents were told that you wouldn't get. Um, like, and I don't mean I I, I truly mean this when I say it. Oh, I feel yeah. just as lucky that you are here experiencing yeah. this life. You know Maybe. what I mean? To like come up and sit down and share that. Like if you you're you're adding to the world you are you are you are you are contributing to this it's a, planet it's a, it was a story a that i kept to myself for very long because mm. i felt if i told that to people they would look at me differently they would say oh you need to be coped to this and coped with that mm. and you need help for this and i wouldn't they say oh you're not like any other people it's like yes i'm not like the first like i'm birthed fr- normally i was c-section yes blah 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 all these cool things right but i was like Okay, you know, like, mm-hmm. I deal with it now, but the only people that really know it are really close people. And from me being able to, basically about to complete strangers, I bet you're all very awesome people. I know you're all awesome people. But it's just a very touchable, you know, mm-hmm. moment that I was like, wow, I'm on this earth. I'm on this earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. My name is Tara. Tara, right? Yeah. Tara, thank you. Yeah. Thank and you. something that we always talk about is the uh, is is how is having your not not allowing your you know whatever your experience is, whether it's an illness or whether it's something you're born with that you know they say is going to be a struggle down the road that, that you don't let it uh, control you, but you also don't let it uh, kind of slip away. Like let like let it inform your life. Let it be uh, own it, mm. and and then when you start to talk about it. Uh, you start owning it and you start to realize that appreciation that that you have and realizing how lucky it is and how fortunate you are to be here and how that adds to who you are. It's not who you are, but it it informs who you are. It's where people say what you guys talking earlier about how a lot of people take a day, a week, a years for granted, per se. In my aspect, I always take things for like the even the smallest things. It could be the simple hello from a person that never met probably see them years down the road and be like, hey, I remember you said hi to me one time and, you know, yeah. you end up, like, being friends with them mm-hmm. afterwards. But mm-hmm. it's the little things that I live life to each moment because it took, apparently it was, it was a lot to get here. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. So. I, I think the, the other thing that we hear, too, that um, almost all of our guests share in, in common is that they wouldn't trade away their experience in, in living with illness. And, I mean, you're 15 years old yeah. and you have this perspective on life that people... <laughs> live to be a hundred and don't I see ever friends get that have siblings like they have three or four sisters or they like I think to myself my parents they had the hardest time just trying to have one child it mm. was my mom has said to me time and time again like I would have loved to you to have siblings but it was like they're more grateful just to have one over like mm-hmm. lose mm-hmm. so many much more and have end up having two later like it mm. was one of those things where after me that was you know the doctor's like if you you weren't supposed to survive having this birth. Like, you know, it's yeah. mm-hmm. under the rats. But now it's one of those things where I'm like, you know, let it out. Like, <laughs> so thank you. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah. Thank you. I have Martha on my left. Oh, question. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, a million. It's like, <laughs> yeah, even crazier than that. Yeah. If you could bring anyone along to live that long with you, who would it be? I have a cat. Um, <laughs> so. What about your twin? 
I, listen, I said I have a cat, and uh, his name is Simba, named after the Lion King, and he's the cutest guy oh, I didn't ever. Know. And you know what? He's like, he, he doesn't need to talk to me when I don't want to talk to him. Like, you know. So yeah, it'd be great it's to good have partnership. Him. Yeah, it's a good partnership. for a million years. Yeah, yeah. that sounds good. So I'd pick him. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Super yeah, scary. Yeah. So you feel my pain. <laughs> yeah. uh, last question. I just, it's actually a comment. I think that uh, sure. along with, the, uh, with Terry there, uh, I think that, uh, and especially considering the day, I think we should all be pretty happy that we're born in Canada, too, because yeah, yeah. of the health care that we've got. And uh, Yeah, it's funny. You know, you hear people complain about the wait times and stuff like that, but um, when it comes down to it, you know, we just did an episode with a guy who who uh, he's not sick per se, but he drove his motorcycle into the side of a SUV at 70 kilometers per hour. And, and now today he's walking and talking and, and, you know, like has a normal face. And, and he's not in crippling debt. He's not, yeah, and, and that, yeah. He can, he can still pay his bills. And, and it was, you know, he was in such a life um, threatening moment that they, they dealt with it then and there, you know. Yeah. But yeah, we are we're, we are really really lucky. Yeah. One more question back here with the with the blonde hair. <laughs> it's white. Yes. Uh, also, CF um, wig. Color blonde. Yes. Uh, I can't see very well. It's a CF thing <laughs> with the wig. Heck yeah! Let's do it. No, no worries. It's okay. First of all, what are you dressed up as? I'm dressed up as a character from a game called Danganronpa who caused the apocalypse in that world. I like that. She's the main <laughs> villain person. All right. There Sweet. you go. There so you can talk right into there. I might stutter a lot. I'm That's an okay. A- I'm an antisocial person. Okay. That's okay. Um, this happened back when I was like eight or nine or something. Um, I was playing with my dog, who's eight right now, and um, I think I was playing with like her with a chew toy or something, and something that's really funny about her is whenever I do that, she acts all savage and stuff, but she's a sweetie, and she would never hurt me on purpose, but I think I accidentally got my hand in her mouth, and she accidentally, like her longest tooth bit down on it. It wasn't bleeding, but there was this ginormous hole in there, and it it was scary, Ooh, I, and my eyesight was just going all black. I think I might have passed out for like a minute or something. Oh wow! <laughs> then I'm like, go to my mom. I'm like, mom, is this isn't normal? What is this? <laughs> and Does it have that changed the way that you interact with with animals now? No, I still love my dog to bits. Heck yeah! yeah oh, that's she's, good. She's currently wearing like a thing, like a Canada Day scarf or something. Oh, sweet. <laughs> How old are you, Alana? Is it Alana or Alana? Alana. Elena, how old are you? I am 12. Okay. And, yeah, it, had, it took a long time for it to redo, and I'm not sure if Is I... Is that s- the scar? Is that a scar there? Uh, this? Yeah. I've had that mark for a while. I don't yeah. know if it's a scar or not. Too lazy to check. Yeah. <laughs> my eye I hear you. Another scary moment in my life back when I was, like, in grade three, and it's kind of stupid back then, I was running up my stairs like a moron, and... 
I tripped and I hit my jaw and I heard my dad scram at me, hey, are you okay? I'm like, yep, one second later, in tears. <laughs> and I have a scar there. It was bleeding like crazy, and it sucked. Those are the scary moments. Mm-hmm. The scars and the dog bites, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But well, I still love my dog. Well, that's sweet. Thank you, Elena. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Dan. Thank you. I know, it's really heavy. Um, well, again, thank you all so much for taking your time today to come hang out with us. and. Can I tell a joke? Yes. yes. Oh, my God, yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh, Absolutely. Here, you can sit in my chair. Emmy, who are you dressed up as? Um, I'm dressed up as the medic from Team Fortress 2. Nice. <laughs> All right. Here's the joke. What do you call a sexy vehicle? Oh, what? A pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> There's a place in Halifax called Good Robot. It's a it's a bar. You won't be able to work there yet. How old are you, Emmy? Um, I'm 14. All right, so you got a couple of years. But if you ever apply there, they ask you uh, to tell a joke. It's part of their application process. Pull that one out, and you will absolutely get hired. Yeah. Alrighty. <laughs> Thank you, Emmy. Thanks, You're Emmy. Welcome. Uh, I think that's a good place to end it on a nice light note, uh, pickup truck. Um, again, thank you all so much. If you want to check us out, we're on iTunes. You can go to our website and listen there. We're on, I think, like Google Play and Squares or uh, SoundCloud, all those places that you find podcasts. And um, yeah, check us out. If you like what we're doing, leave us a, a review on iTunes because that means a lot. And if you're ever, or you know someone, or you yourself want to come on the show sometime, uh, go to our website, sickboypodcast.com, and you can fill out a future guest form there, and we'd love to have you on the show. Enjoy the rest of your convention. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.